Hello, wonderful podcast family. What a privilege and honor to be with you during these challenging and critical times. I am sending you all of my love, support, well wishes through the airwaves to you and your family. This time has caused a crazy influx for me and my life, and I'm doing my best to bring you the best episodes and guests possible. And so if you want to support the show, please share episodes. Please leave a review in iTunes. Consider becoming a patron and go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, and that helps immensely. Also, join the Academy. You'll get access to the amazing Soul Compass course with your membership. And the membership is only 33 bucks. And right now, you can pay whatever you want. If you want to join the Academy, just let me know what you can pay. Would love to have you as a member. Just send an email to Matt at zenathlete.com. Um, leave a review and just do whatever you can to get the podcast out there. It helps immensely and I'm going to be bringing you a lot of episodes to the best of my ability during these times to help empower you and your family. Um, so the last thing that you can do and it's the most important thing now is to do three kind acts a day. Go out of your way to do it and resist the urge to tell anybody. Be the light in your community. Reach out to friends. Send a kind note. Make people laugh. Think of creative ways to empower your friends, your family, and your community in these times. So thank you so much for being here. I know you're going to enjoy today's episode. So before we dive in, let's come into a powerful state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose and fill every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with joy, connection, empowerment, faith, courage, and ready to take on this incredible episode. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today, we have a very special guest for you. She is a friend. She is incredibly knowledgeable, and I'm going to read her incredible bio right now because what we're going to talk about is how to boost your immune system through nutrition and many other ways. So, all right. My friend here, Paula Sturm, is a RDN FMN CFSP. She's a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and owner of Radically Nourished. She is also a functional medical nutritionist and genomic medicine clinician. She received her bachelor's degree with distinction in nutrition science from the University of Minnesota and then continued to the prestigious Mayo Clinic for her dietetic internship. In a desire to be on the cutting edge of nutrition's impact on health and well-being, she pursued additional training in integrative and functional medical nutrition through next-level functional nutrition. In addition to IFMNT certification, She became a certified food and spirit practitioner and her recent endeavor as a certified genomic medicine clinician. Rounding out these physical modalities, she's included hypnotherapy, NLP, and theta healing into her practice to address the energetic and subconscious programming her clients often struggle with. These dynamic methods help her look at the whole person physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to develop real personalized care for her clients. She believes health is more than just the food you eat. It's also about the environment you live in, your history, stress exposure, sleep hygiene, 
your subconscious programming, and the genes you have that interplay with it all. Her experience includes motivating individuals through their weight loss journeys, helping families and kids improve their diets, helping people with type 2 diabetes reduce or eliminate their medications, and helping people overcome issues with digestion and hormone imbalances. She, uses, she utilizes functional medical testing to get to the root issues of why someone is, isn't feeling well and addresses it with lifestyle changes, strategic supplement use, mindset work, and of course, diet. She enjoys giving cooking demos and presentations to athletic groups, new moms, corporations, and inspired home cooks. Ultimately, her quest is to offer her clients personalized, compassionate care along with the latest in nutrition science to support all areas of their health and lifestyle. So today, we're going to talk about how to boost your immune system to protect against the coronavirus, other viruses, uh, how, how to empower your kids, stress reduction, and how to gracefully move through this outbreak with a sense of empowerment. Welcome back to the show, my friend, Paula Sturm. Hello, thank you for having me again. I'm so excited to be here, even though it's crazy out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit crazy, and uh, and it's, it was a it was awesome reading your whole bio. You know, that's what I've been doing lately because I'm I'm going out there finding experts, and and luckily after doing the show, 300 experts. Um, yeah, I know you're one. We've stayed in touch, and that you know the your certifications and your knowledge are are really incredible, and so it's it's such an important time for you to kind of share what you know to get your message out there because a lot of people are freaking out. And I think like that hysteria and that fear is, is the main concern that I'm seeing coming out of this. It's not so much the virus um, because if you look it up, it says that it's about 0.3 on people who are saying it's really dangerous. That's even still 1%, one out of a hundred. Um, but where, where they're doing the testing is a lot in hospitals and different stuff like that. So 99% of people, should have the capability to heal themselves from this if they receive it. And I know from your work, you've seen healings of things that are much worse, that we do have that capability within our body to heal ourselves. And so you're an expert, and I want this to be clear for people, a dietitian is the person that you get that gives you nutrition when you are messed up. You might uh, be critically ill, you might, you're just in your hospital bed and you're toast, you're the one who comes in and says, this is what you need to eat now so you can begin your recovery. So thank you so much for being here. And, and where do you think we should, we should begin with this? Ah, where to begin? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I think where we need to begin is taking a deep breath and not freaking out and just doing you know, things out of fear. So before we do anything, I think we need to just breathe and think about what we need to do first. Our bodies do have a blueprint of perfect health. So our bodies are meant to be healthy. They're, we're here to be healthy. So I think if we can take comfort in that and really just come from a space that my body knows the perfect health blueprint that I'm supposed to have, I think if we can reduce that fear and reduce that stress, I think coming from this from a stressful standpoint is the worst thing we can do because that is going to just automatically reduce our immune system right there just because we're going to be coming from a fight or flight response, which raises our cortisol levels and then reduces our immune system right there. So even just 
taking food off the table here right now. We just got to come at this a little more realistically from a peaceful standpoint and reduce the fear because that just perpetuates fear in yourself and your family and other people and then our society and then the globe. And then it's just, that's what's become the pandemic is fear. And so I think we need to come back a little bit, take a deep breath and realize that we're going to come out of this okay. And then we can come at it like, okay, now what can we do to support our health? That's when we can come in and think of all the fun stuff, which is food. I think it's fun anyway. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with that. And you'd be able to speak on this a little bit more than I would, but the guests that I've had on that have experienced amazing transformations in health, uh, I've interviewed many doctors and they talk about the holistic approach to healing. And they say the number one cause of disease is stress. Mm-hmm. And can you speak on that a little bit more? Like, yeah, because even, even if you have, let's say you get infected, um, right, and you have it. Uh, well, first of all, you're going to be more likely to receive it if you're stressed because your immune system is going to go down because your body is going to be in fear. Um, but if you're in empowerment and if you're in peace or even a little bit more optimism, which is challenging, I'm not suggesting that it's it's easy because if you look at the news, you know, I, I've seen, I, I love conspiracy stuff. I want to know what's going on in the world. Um, I've looked behind this. I pulled the curtains back a little bit and it does seem like there's some stuff happening. Um, I don't know what that means, but what I do know is from the research that I've looked at, that it is totally likely that you recover from this. And so, you know, even if it happens, you do have that empowerment to recover from this. And I've seen time and time and time again, people recover from way, way worse. And so the more afraid you are is like, you know, it's not so much the viruses. How can you, what can you do to remain in a more optimistic state? What can you do? You know, how can you use this time? Um, beneficially maybe you learn something new maybe you try meditation once maybe you you watch something positive i i saw um and i think it was the secret documentary someone was healed themselves of cancer and i've heard this before um where you know they got the death sentence they said you're gonna live for four more months and then you're toast and so what they did is they just started watching funny movies all the time they took away all their stress and it turned out they just kept living and that was a huge thing because it's a different state of being we know yeah. what it feels like to be terrified and that yeah. shuts so many things down. And so I'll shut up now and I'll let the experts speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we're in stress, you know, it's, it's a primal instinct. When we're, we have that fight or flight response, it, we're running from lions, we're running from tigers and we are not resting, digesting, healing. We're just trying to save ourselves from a lion because if we can save ourselves in that moment, then we're going to be okay because then the lion's gone. We can go back to living normally. All those stress responses go down and then our body can get back to rest and digest. Our body is not interested in digesting food, pooping, peeing, healing when we're running from a lion. It just needs all of that energy to go to your muscles. And when we're in situations like this, when we're just in constant perpetual stress where it's not letting up, our body can't sustain that. And then it's so it's not resting, it's not digesting, it's not healing, it's not recovering, it's impacting our brain and it's changing our brain chemistry, our neurotransmitters, it's changing our gut environment, it's changing how our body responds to everything. And then it can't do what it normally needs to do where it's fighting off viruses and fighting off cancer cells and and healing and regenerating all of those things and so and then we're not sleeping either stress impacts our sleep and then sleep is critical right now for immune system for health in all ways sleep is important if 
my clients are coming to me and they're not getting better. Like lots of things are improving, but they're not better and they're not sleeping. And that's been the one thing I've been harping on them about is sleep and they're still not doing it. And they're like, well, I'm still not feeling better. I go, well, are you sleeping? No. I'm like, well, you've got to sleep. I go, you're not going to get better until you get that in order. Our circadian rhythms in our sleep is critical. And if this whole thing doesn't teach us anything about how we live our lives, I think this is it. I think this was our mass wake up call to calm down, you know, because we have been living our lives like crazy, been jumping to one thing to another and go, 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 and not resting, not taking time for our families, not taking time to sleep, not taking time to eat. Everybody's like, well, I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to do this. And it's like, okay, well, now we're being forced to take the time. You know, if, if anything I see as a benefit from this, and I've seen other people post this on Facebook, it's like, well, I guess I'm staying home and cooking from, you know, now I'm like, yes, finally, people are actually having time to cook. Good. Now learn a new skill. You know, have the time to make the uh, cauliflower puree recipe I gave you. You know, finally do the things I asked you to do. You know, cook your food, go to the store, you know, when you can safely, stock up on what you need, but then just learn something new and take this time to meditate, to sleep, to find a new routine, to see how you can alter your life a little bit. So it's when we get out of this, because we will, this isn't going to be our new normal. This is going to be something that changes how we used to do things so we can do them better and live a better life. And I pray that we just learn something from this whole experience. Be nicer, be nicer to ourselves, be kinder to other people, take care of ourselves better, take care of our families better, and prioritize our health. We need to prioritize our health. We haven't prioritized our health, and it's critical that we do, because now we're in a state where so many people are in that unhealthy category that we're most concerned about. If we could have prevented people from getting there in the first place, we'd have a lot more people that are healthy, that can withstand this disease altogether. And so I think if we can learn anything is that we need to take care of our, our health now. As a, it's so important not to wait till you're sick, that you have a diagnosis, that now all of a sudden the dietitian has to come in and give you a cardiovascular disease diet or a, diet, a type 2 diabetic diet. It's like, okay, now let I got into nutrition for prevention. When I got my RD and realized that I was going to be feeding sick people. I'm like, no, I don't want them here. I want them before they get there. I'm happy I understand where they, where this can be, where what food can do to you. Either you know, two different ways. You can take food and it can make you healthy. You can take food it can make you really unhealthy. And I wanted to get people not after they got to that place where they were unhealthy. I wanted people to be healthy now because I knew if people could maintain their health and to maintain their health longer, they have a larger quality of life. They can fight things like this more easily. So it's, it's my passion. It's my mission and it's critical. And I've been, you know, try to talk about it all the time and people just kind of, you know, you know, I don't want to hear it. I want to eat my comfort food. I want to just sit on my couch. I want to just nourish myself with just not nourish myself, but just like nourish my emotions with just, you know, comfort food and just, you know, take things away, if you will, and um, not actually nourish themselves with what their body actually needs. Um, and it's unfortunate, uh, but I hope this is a wake up call to actually come into this and realize that this is important to take it seriously. 
but it doesn't have to be like a downer, you know, being healthy doesn't have to be a downer either. So there's a lot of health or there's a lot of happiness in this too. You made so many amazing points there. And I think it was one of our previous episodes. We've done a few, but we talked about how most people will only take action once they get to that critical area. Once they get sick, once there's something in their life, they kind of get to a breaking point, almost like that analogy of putting a frog in boiling water. Um, you know, apparently, I don't know if this is true, but I think, I think it's like that old movie volcano or one of those Dante's peak is excellent. <laughs> um, but they, they use the analogy of like when the frogs in the boiling water, if you slowly raise it up, it'll actually die. But if you put it in boiling water, it'll jump out. And so, so often we wait until there's an issue. And now what it is, is a mirror reflection. I've already done several panels on this with multiple doctors, also uh, with Native American elders. And they shared prophecy for the first time ever, which was very fascinating. And Clifford, the Zuni elder, was just talking about how all our values are reversed and we forgot that spiritual connection. We, we forgot our connection to Mother Earth and we put these different values up and that can only go for so long. And they said it was in their prophecy and, and you know, hundreds of thousands of years. Like, this is nuts. And they said the reason why we can do that is all we're doing is we're using civilizations that we knew of before running a cycle. And if you look at the world you know, where we're running the cycle, as you said, is like, we're, we're stressed out. We're too busy. Uh, we need to go and just make more money. We're not spending time with our family. We're not focused on our food and or health and, and prioritizing the health is massive. It's so important. And I just did a, a bunch of podcasts on people who are food experts as well, just like you. And they were basically saying like, you know, we got to prioritize our health because 90% of people aren't there. And also, what I realized in those conversations is that if you're going to take your life a step further, if you're going to live in a, in a way that you're empowered, where you're happy, where you're joyous, where you're abundant, most people are not those things. Where you're creating your life on purpose and you feel good about what you do and you're, and you're kind of out in your community and you're being helpful, um, you need health. That's your baseline. If you are unhealthy, if your body isn't cooperating, if you're afraid, and that's why a lot of people are afraid right now because they're, they're not living a healthy lifestyle. Like, oh, what if this is the thing that kind of gets me because my mortality's on the line? Am I going to live forever? And so it is this kind of wake-up call of what, what have you been doing? And, and I know we're going to get out of this, and, and I'll kind of get you to speak on this uh, too just for certain because I know a lot of people are um, worried. But from your research um and because a lot of people are are pointing to a doomsday scenario um mm -hmm. you know it's i think it's two uh things i have a friends on facebook uh, you know one in particular that is shouting from the rooftops that the world is on fire and i have other people that are in the middle and then some other people where there's like there's nothing to worry about well mm -hmm. what i've seen is that you know let's say worst case scenario happens lots of people get infected most of those people can recover the challenge will be is how people react to that because they start to get nervous. People do weird things in the grocery store. They buy all the to toilet paper. And then now we have human to human being very low in survival mode. That's where I see the issue. That's where I see the problem uh, surfacing from uh, without this balanced perspective. So just from your view, from your work and understanding, what is, you know, what is the likelihood of recovering? And speak a little bit about kids too, because I had a daughter uh, six months that concerned me. And then also I know that you have a young, young boy, uh, strapping mm -hmm. sweet blonde hair, flowing and looking yeah. like a surfer, doing handstands. <laughs> um, so they're probably concerned about their kids too. So can you speak on that a little bit and how you feel about the general safety, even if this goes to a place where so many get infected? 
Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, most healthy people will recover. And I think um, there was a little scare that somebody I knew um, in the office that I was in, um, her boyfriend had it. um, And I think he's fine. She was sick, but hadn't been confirmed if she had it or not. Um, but she just had mild cold symptoms and I believe she's completely fine. So, um, uh, you know, those are just suspected, just cl- close personal possible cases um, where people are fine. So um, I think we can recover, but we do have to take our health seriously. You know, there's obviously people in populations that are at higher risk and it is trans, it's transmitting and it's, you know, one person and then two people and then four people and it's exponential where the, you know, the um, infection rate can go. And of course it, we're hearing that kids don't, they can get the symptoms or, but they don't actually, you know, experience all the, uh, the symptoms as bad. So I think their recovery rate is much higher and uh, unless they're uh, compromised in some way health-wise. Um, so that's all positive, but of course, you know, all the us healthy people that will recover there, we can transmit it to other people. And so that's the concern, especially when we have a population that isn't the healthiest to begin with and, and, you know, just older people in general or, you know, immune compromised people. Um, So we do want to be cautious of our fellow people and not make people sick if we don't have to. So that's what the whole social distancing is for just to prevent the spread of it. But um, yeah, I think that we will, I mean, I know, I mean, I think we have to be positive about this, you know, going back to what we were saying about people recovering from crazy things. You know, um, Joe Dispenza, I'm sure you're familiar with his work and a lot of people may be, especially listening to your podcast, but what he talks about people recovering from is outstanding. I mean, the fact that he recovered from having six broken vertebrae and, you know, not having surgery and people getting their eyesight back and recovering from multiple sclerosis and healing cancers and blindness and, you know, just from having positive intentions and sitting in meditation and allowing your brain waves to establish and getting into that calm, reduced stress, low fight flight, you know, whole calm scenario where your body can be in total health and recovery. You know, I think we are capable of doing more than we give ourselves credit for. And I think we should challenge ourselves to be like, you know what, we can, we got it you know, have this attitude where, no, I'm not going to let this take me down, you know, and just be come from not a place of fear, but coming from this in a place of empowerment, like, what can I do now? Like, I can do something about this. What can I do? How am I going to survive? How am I going to help my help other people survive? How am I going to help my kids thrive and survive and and be like, no, I, I refuse to let this win. I just, I, I refuse to let it let anything take over my power. I refuse to let something overpower me. I think I have the, the power in my life and I feel like I have the ability to make the decisions on what happens. And I think if more people had a similar attitude that they can overcome it and that they have the empowerment personally, and I think if we can get that as the viral pandemic right now as you know, the positivity, I think we could change this in a heartbeat. You know, if we all had the same mentality, not from fear, but from coming from a place of positivity and we're not going to let this win. 
Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And you, you touched on a lot of really important points there. I think that, you know, the work of Dr. Joe Spence is very interesting. I went to his intermediate and advanced, and it really starts with the idea of you can heal yourself, you know, the whole Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And in the mm-hmm. cases of miraculous healing, they, they started with that belief that they could. And it's challenging when you're unsure, especially if you're a rational materialist, you think that, you know, your environment is greater than you. And what this theory is saying is that you are greater than your environment, that you do have a spiritual will or whatever you want to frame it, an empowerment here and to access that empowerment and just general information on mindset. There are studies, I went to school for law and security and police foundations, and they were telling us about the, and I knew about it from other ways too, because I was super curious about the mind. Um, There's cases of people dying that got shot or an accident. They have no business dying. There's no reason that they should be dead, but they've died because they believe they were supposed to die. There are so many cases of people going through healings where they're like, you're toast, you've got a month, you're toast, you have six months, you're toast, you have, you know, whatever that, that death sentence is, and they recover, they recover. And when you ask them how they did it, it all started with mindset. It all started with that decision and that inner will. And maybe you wouldn't survive, okay? So if you're a rational materialist, maybe you wouldn't survive. But that's also true about life. We all know that our time is limited. Right. And so what it does is it gives you the best opportunity and to lay it in an example that people can view when I coach snowboarding and extreme sports athletes and very high level athletes, we're getting them ready to do a backflip or a trick they've never done. We can do all of this mental preparation and it, and it increases the probability of them being able to do it. Um, this is the healthy diet. This is the clean mindset. This is uh, decreasing stress. This is good sleep. The, you know, you're, this is right livelihood, all these things in your life. You know? So you want to look at those that are um, you know, in check. And if you're one of those people like, oh my God, I have none of those, you could just start with the intention. My intention is this. And so we're ready to do this backflip or ready to do a double backflip or right now it's a quad backflip and all kinds of craziness with the freestyle motocross guys I work with, the, the danger level is so high. I say, you know, don't do, if you believe you're going to land it uh, 10%, you probably shouldn't try. Do not try that. You need to get yourself to the belief of uh, at least 90 or above, and you can do that in a certain way. And it doesn't say you're going to land it. What it says is that you dramatically increase your probability of landing it. So there still is this little bit of uh, a faith thing. And, you know, I, I'm, and so just I want to t- go back, but with the kids thing, I was looking at the stats and Harvard Health has put out the thing that said kids actually have a natural immunity. And also, you know, infants are safe too, because mine's six months and I was super nervous. And so the breast milk gives, uh, you know, it's does some sort of miracle that like whatever the baby needs, it kind of shoots through there. And so, you know, your kids apparently are okay too. And so the big thing here is the fear and how people handle it. And then just reassessing, you know, your own sovereignty here and saying, you know what, I am more powerful than my environment. And that's what a lot of these uh, Zen masters, uh, peak performance, people have achieved success. That's how it starts is you, you need to overcome your environment. And the greater the level of mastery, the greater the chaos can be. And so if you're a war general, right, in, in all these times of war or conflict or famine or disaster, those people trained Yes, it's happening, right? Yes, there's a there's a there's the coronavirus, which is which is a type of flu. Um, you can look that up. Um, you might get, you know. So just think about what if I got a bad flu? 
Would I die? You know, could I survive a bad flu? Probably. Um, you know, but some people are saying it's worse than that. Well, what's showing is it's not any worse than that. And even if it were, you could still recover. It's, it's less than 1%. So you're, you're fine, but you have to come from that empowered state. But even if it went crazy, that war general would look and be like, oh, crap, things aren't going great. They would assess the situation and from an empowered state of observation, breath and observing, and then intention. Okay, now we're going to deal. The second panic sets in, the second you start to go down, everybody uh, goes to crap. And I don't know if it was a uh, band of brothers or one of those war movies, but one of the generals, I think it was band of brothers. He, when he gets in that situation, he's not able to, to calm. Right. And so they end up losing a life. And then this other guy comes in and is like, this is how we got to do. So yes, it's real. And through our intention, through our focus, through our breath, through our own mastery, we can navigate the system with a lot more grace and ease and empowerment. And so I'll stop talking and let you uh, chime in with what you think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I was listening to a podcast the other day and this, this woman, it's her mission to get people comfortable with the idea of death, you know, like, like living, like you're going to die every day and just being comfortable with the fact that, Hey, we are all going to die, but we don't all live in fear every day about, Oh my God, is today the day I'm going to die? You just can't do that. You have to give yourself the best chance. You have to give yourself you know, you know, live every moment as, as big as you can. Like, what can you do today to be as happy as possible to do what you can do to, you know, be appreciative, be in gratitude. I think gratitude is huge right now. I don't think we've been grateful enough for the things we have. And I think this is giving us an opportunity to be grateful for the little things we have and having that gratitude and establishing gratitude for what you have now then increases what you have later like just all the laws of attraction and abundance and things like that and gratitude's always the one thing that it comes down to is being grateful for what you have now we've just been stripped of everything and we have we're about to have a clean slate to start over which probably is a good thing you know so we just have to live like we are we have to act like we're going to live forever but understand that we're also going to die, but with that we can't be in fear of that. You know, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like right now we're, we're like safety survival, you know, where's my home? Where's my food? Where's my clothes? Where's my warmth? Where's my shelter? We're at the bottom right now. And it's like, okay, that's where we're at. All right. Well, let's figure out how to make that good because I don't think we had a stable foundation to begin with. I don't mm -hmm. think we were built, we were built on stilts there to begin with. And so then we were building all of this other stuff, all of these, all these other things on a really feeble foundation. And so now that's crumbling. I mean, it's very symbolic of what's happening, what what all of our lives have been built on, very shallow roots, you know. And so I did a little Facebook Live on my um, page the other day about what this sort of means, you know, our root system and chakra, you know, our base chakra um, is where our safety, our stability, our just where we get our basic needs met, you know, where we kind of earth into the ground, where our feet are connected on earth. And we've just been very unstable um, energetically. And so I think this is going to give us a time where we can reestablish those roots. And it's interesting within that system is our immune system falls into there, our adrenal glands and um, our fight or flight response falls all into that whole system. And that's all being challenged right now. So we just have to bring everything back down to the root 
roots, what's important. Family's important, community's important, being in love is important, having good food is important, and just being not in the state of fear, but being in a state of empowerment, calm, cool, relaxed, just kind of just taking a deep breath and breathing through everything right now and just being like, all right, well, this is the new normal. Um, what do we do now? You know, and just sort of taking it day by day and not catastrophizing and making up scenarios because like you said, if, you know, if you think you can, you can, if you think you can't, you can't, you know, you kind of predict what you're going to, what's going to happen by the thoughts that you're having. So like, okay, so where do you want to take this? What do you want to have happen? Think about what you, you want your life to look like and point your direction there. Think about that and, and keep it positive and don't keep it in lower states where it's all, if we just continue doing what we were doing, we're going to get what we've always got. And if we keep coming from a state of fear, if we keep building on feeble foundations, we're just going to build up the same thing we did before and we can't do that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So many really great points in, in the fear of death, I think is a really good one because I think that so many people don't really understand or question their mortality, you know, how they, how they're living and, and what this is, is not so much the fear of death. It's, it's not living. I don't think, right. They're not yeah. living in their values. If they were to die, they would, they're like, Oh shoot. I thought later I would change this. You know, was I in alignment with my own values? Was I in alignment with these things? And, you know, when I was in uh, Nepal meditating and learning Buddhism from Tibetan monks, they just talked about death and, and the acceptance of it, but right living, right livelihood um, and the acceptance and knowing that, that that was an important meditation to have to say, hey, it, it's, not a, it's not a morbid thing saying, you know, focus on death. It's saying, do you know that you will die? Life is precious. You know, you don't want to not uh, take advantage of that. You don't want to not think that it's sacred, that it's not special. This is, this is very special. You have an opportunity to live. Are you fully living by your own design, by your own standard? Are you afraid of all these things or are you chasing, you know, in, in spiritual um, realms, I'll just talk about like the shiny things, right? Are you chasing all that wealth and abundance? Well, security is great. Um, creating wealth is fantastic. No problem with that. Um, but what are you trading? You know, Alan Watts is such a great philosopher and I love his work. And he, he talks about, you know, if you work for money, you're absurd um, because, you know, and he goes on to explain it way better than I'll paraphrase here. But he just basically said the idea, you're trading all your time um, for, for getting this money and security and all these things. When what you could do instead is ask yourself, what do you want to do if money were no object? Right. And that's going to naturally be of service to other people. It's going to fulfill you, but you might not get as much as that financial security. You might not be able to buy those same things that you want right away. You might actually have to wait a little bit longer. But in times like this, you, you, you start to realize what is most important. And health is so paramount. And we seem to be, uh, there's another great quote. I don't know if it's by the Dalai Lama or who, but he's just like, you trade um, your health for something, you trade your time for money, your health for this. And it just goes on kind of like this spectrum. And so it is, seems to be, you know, society, as we look at it and it's designed, we're kind of doing the opposite of what, what the values could be as a human, what, it, what the values could be as um, expressing your life here. And I think a lot of people are just really reflecting on that, noticing, and they're saying, oh man, all that stuff that I work for might be taken away, you know, and those yeah. are kind of material things. So it's going to come back to that, that inner world that you've designed for yourself and how does that feel? Um, and so 
uh, you feel free to comment that on that if you wish. And, and then the follow-up will be, because I know you're a master of this, um, what foods would you recommend for people to just boost their immune system if they're just coming to this stuff? I know you're an expert um, and you can go like into lots of things, but just like that base overview of, you know, you, you said you went to the grocery store and the vegetables are fine, but the toilet paper, they're gone. And so, you know, <laughs> you know so what do you, what do you, what can you give for like the base, base for people just to kind of get a little bit of understanding how they can boost their immune system? Yeah. So getting back into that root, you know, your health is the base. You need to be healthy and your immune system needs to be on point. And part of your immune system is um, definitely in your gut. So making sure your gut is healthy and on point. So making sure that you're either taking some probiotics or getting some fermented foods are really important just to, and fiber. Fiber is important. So vegetables, obviously vegetables, fruit are going to be your things that you need to go to um, for your immune system. So, um, so boosting up your gut health. So we'll just kind of go there since I started there, but with fermented foods, but then also making sure that those bacteria have good, healthy things to eat. So you need good prebiotic foods. So those things would be sort of those starchier vegetables like potatoes and sweet potatoes and Jerusalem artichokes and, and um, root vegetables. And actually root vegetables are very uh, root system oriented as well. So you kind of nourish that root chakra, that root base chakra, with those root vegetables and getting some of those good prebiotic fibers in there. Um, and then just any fiber that, you know, any vegetable or fruit that you're eating is going to have some fiber in it that's going to feed your healthy gut. So you need a healthy gut. It's like imperative. Um, so uh, that's one thing. And then just as many colors as you possibly can find. Now in the situation we have right now, if we need to have more food on hand, if we can't go to the grocery store every day to get more of the the more fragile items that kind of go bad quickly getting um those winter squashes are great they hold really well so you know spaghetti squash is great to use you can use it multiple ways you can use it as a noodle replacer plus you're getting a lot of nutrition there it lasts a long time onions last a long time and they're also a really good prebiotic food as well garlic as well garlic is great for your immune system and is also good for the prebiotic fiber for your digestive system. Um, let's see. So the winter squashes are great to hold and they're also really um, healthy for you. And then the, like the beta carotene from the orange, the orange squashes are really important too for your immune system that converts into vitamin A, which is vitamin A is incredibly important. Um, and speaking of that, getting the preformed vitamin A. So beta carotene turns into vitamin A, but not everybody's really great at doing that conversion. And so getting foods that are naturally high in vitamin A, like eggs, egg yolks are really high in vitamin A and animal foods primarily. So um, like a good grass fed steak would have, would be high in vitamin A. Um, also uh, even like beef liver, if you're into eating liver, that would be a great nutrient boosting food, getting a lot of B vitamins, vitamin A. Um, and then making sure that uh, vitamin D, your vitamin D status is really important here too, by either taking a supplement or fortifying your diet with either like mushrooms, which are also good prebiotic food too, and also really Im immune boosting on their own. So lots of different mushrooms. Um, also salmon is high in vitamin D, um, but most people need to supplement vitamin D. We just don't quite get enough of it in our food supply. And if we're not in California, it's been raining for like, I swear, two weeks. And so we're hardly getting any sun here right now either, like uh, some of the northern states. But um, so 
probably supplementing with some vitamin D is important in this time. Um, other foods, leafy greens are very important, getting that chlorophyll, uh, getting the vitamin C and the other phytonutrients that are in um, leafy greens, and that those leafy greens are also very symbolic, you know, how they open up kind of uh, like, like kind of your heart chakra and how your lungs open up there with uh, the leafy greens. So they also actually really nourish that whole cardiovascular system, your lungs, all of those things too, which is also really important for what we're dealing with here. Um, and then let's see, high vitamin C foods. Um, so red peppers, strawberries, I know strawberries don't last that long, but when you buy food, when you can buy food, my recommendation is when you buy fresher foods, things that go bad fast, eat those first, then hang on to the things that last a little longer, like your winter squashes, cauliflower, broccoli, hang on a, a longer period of time. So eating those later, your winter squashes, onions, garlic, things like that, eating those later. And then really uh, honing in on things like frozen foods. So all of the frozen, they have tons of like frozen greens, uh, frozen squashes, frozen cauliflower rice, frozen broccoli, frozen broccoli rice, frozen green beans. All of those are really good, all still very nutritious because when they're picked, they're picked at their peak of ripeness and then frozen right away. So their nutrition maintains. And so, so long as you have room in your freezer to stock as much stuff as you can, I recommend getting a lot of frozen foods as well. Um, and then herbs and spices are critical. So they pack a powerhouse within them and things like parsley lasted quite a while and especially if you can wrap it up in some paper towel if you can if you have any <laughs> everybody hasn't taken it but wrapping it in some paper towel storing it in the little bag and putting it in your fridge it usually holds up pretty well and all of those herbs especially like thyme and rosemary hold up really well too and thyme is really important for your respiratory system so it's antiviral and it also helps clear like the any lung infections and clearing up the um congestion in your lungs. So time is really important. Uh, ginger. Ginger is really great. It's a great antimicrobial, but it also just helps uh, soothe inflammation and helps with your immune system. So buying fresh ginger or even um, ginger tea or even ground ginger. Like when I make my coffee, I, I kind of spike it with a lot of different spices. So cinnamon, cloves. Cloves is a great antiviral and antiparasitic. It's a it's, so it's great for your immune system. Um, cinnamon, cloves, a little cardamom, ginger, um, nutmeg, all of those spices do not underestimate the medicine cabinet you have in your spice cabinet because that is critical. So I put herbs and spices on anything and everything I possibly can. So basil, rosemary, thyme, all of those are really critical for maintaining your health and your immune system. So if you can find those, stock up on those and use those as often as possible. Um, let's see, honey, raw honey. That's a very good antimicrobial as well. And you could make a little concoction with some raw honey, some ginger, and some hot water, and some lemon. Lemon is also really important for vitamin C, so getting awesome. Very good. Yeah, lemon water. If you can do half a lemon every day in some warm water and drink that first thing in the morning, it stimulates your digestion, but also you're getting that extra vitamin C. Um, and then if you did like a little drink with the ginger, lemon, and honey, I actually, my mom, when I was a kid, used to make lemon and honey water every time I was sick. And so I kind of have a, a 
like a, that's kind of my comfort food is lemon and honey in green tea. Well, green tea, speaking of green tea. So that's also really important too for your immune system. Um, a lot of polyphenols and things in there that are really beneficial for you too. So um, hmm, let's see other things. Like if you can get like some tart cherry juice, you can get like concentrated little bottles of tart cherry juice. There's super concentrated uh, nutrients in there and, and put a little splash in some water, get a little extra nutrients there. Um, let's see. Any questions as I'm also thinking, any other things that you've, uh, that I've just, said that you have questions about? Well, that's an amazing yeah, no, that's awesome. I want you to keep going. The only thing that I was curious about um, is maybe some drink suggestions, but you started to unravel the, the drink category. And then, um, yeah, and then I was going to say what not to eat. You know, if people are eating things that they think are healthy, what are some co common things? And, you know, it could be basic like frozen pizzas. Like I would have eaten, eaten stock up on Delicios you know, five years ago. So maybe you could touch on that in, the, in somewhere in your awesome rant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Water, you got to drink water. We don't drink enough water, period. Like some people, that's all you need to do is drink water. So half of your body weight in ounces of water is uh, really important. So drink that water. Um, don't underestimate that that piece of it. And then teas, um, skullcap tea, if you can find skullcap tea, there's actually been a little bit of research that I've seen that skullcap can be counter, can counter the coronavirus. Um, and just kind of going on that little tangent there, spirulina is also, there's been a little research on spirulina being uh, potent against the coronavirus as well. Um, and then other drinks, yeah, lots of teas are great. You know, that those warm liquids are great. And they also, um, just any herbal tea has different nutrient components in it that benefit your body in some way or another. Um, and then kombucha, you could drink some kombucha once in a while too, just to give those little extra um, boost to your um, digestive system too. Um, and then what not to eat, sugar you know, minimize that sugar. I know it's a super comfort food and everybody's looking to just kind of comfort and hunker down and, and just kind of gorge on simple carbs and sugar right now, but that's the exact opposite thing you need to do. Um, so it, the refined flours, so the processed foods, so the macaroni and cheeses, the frozen pizzas, the burritos that are, have the refined flour tortillas and things like that. Um, yeah, chips, um, simple, you know, refined flour crackers. I mean, there's better versions of some of these things. You know, there's like plantain chips, which I bought some of those. Those would be better. The plantains are actually great prebiotic food as well. But, you know, you don't want to, even the healthy versions of the crackers and the chips, you don't want to indulge, overindulge on those either. They can be, they're better than their counterparts, but you don't want to overindulge in all those things either. Um, but really the sugar, the simple flours, um, the unhealthy fats, the trans fats and the, you know, the, uh, things that are fried and with canola oil and corn oil and soy oil and all of those really icky oils, especially when they're baked in like, you know, pastries and cookies and, you know, things like that. You want to stay away from those things for sure. But utilizing olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil using those all really beneficial. The polyphenols and olive oil are incredible for your immune system. So 
use those. Bone broth would be a great thing to, to have right now too. A, it's good for your gut and it provides a lot of collagen and a lot of immune boosting um, benefits as well. Um, I know I made a chicken soup for to put in the freezer. I made a big batch. I cooked a whole chicken in the instant pot, and then I took the bones and I made a bone broth and uh, boiled up with the carrots and celery and onions and thyme and rosemary and um, garlic and just all of the good things and just really let it sit and soak. And that broth is just nutrient dense beyond belief. So having things like that are, are really important. And then they also last long time too. Um, things like beans, uh, beans are great to have right now. A, they last a long time, either the canned version or the dried version, and then they're cheap. They hold well. You don't have to refrigerate them until you make them. If you make them into something, you know, big pot of soup or something like that, but they also provide those prebiotic fibers for the healthy digestion too. Any bean? Any bean, mm -hmm. lentils, beans, like the pastas I bought are all bean-based pastas. So they're all lentil pastas. So A, they're shelf stable. They can offer a, a little bit of a comfort food, but then they're also really nutritious. So I'm getting the fiber, the protein, and, and, the, and the good things that beans offer in a pasta version. So, you know, there's things like that. There's ways to get your, your comfort foods, but make them healthier if you can. That's an enormous and epic list. I appreciate that. And, and I'll invite people right now um, just to remind them that they can go to your website and figure out more, um, you know, recipes. And so if you know those base, just write out that massive list that Paula just shared um, and then go online. How do I make stuff with this? How do I add these in? Right. And then so, you know, if you've got this time, you can learn a new skill, learn how to cook. You may as well. And um, it starts with changing your thinking, you know what I mean? And like just imagine you know that we're in a scenario the pandemic or outbreak okay first thing is all right this is what we know figure out what the truth is try not to lose your mind over the hyper things empower yourself all right now i'm empowered i'm setting my intention i'm gonna boost my immune system i understand that i i most likely, you know, I'm going to survive this. Also understand, and if you can make peace that maybe one day you will die, but it's not now because you're choosing to live. You know, you have the power to overcome this and then you can be proactive. These are things to boost my immune system. Um, but we also understand that stress and fear is going to limit your immune system. It's going to, you know, so you got to be mindful of, of what you're thinking. Try to find positive mental nutrients like uh, they say in Buddhism. And so right now, whichever way you want to go with it, you're probably going to find it. If you want to go find evidence that the world is coming to an end, then you will find that evidence. If you want to find the evidence that you can get through this, you will find that evidence. That's more empowering uh, space to be. It doesn't say that you're not looking at what's happening. It's saying, you know, I'm prepared and I'm setting my intention and I'm going to keep and stay in a powerful state just like you know, an army general would in conflict or a master martial artist would in a fight. If you get hit, doesn't mean you're going to fall over. It means how can I adapt and overcome this? How can I, you know, keep setting my intention in that process? And what you're getting here is um, a lot of, a lot of tools to do that. And so for recipes and like learning how to cook, seeing this as an opportunity for things that you might want to learn and grow towards, uh, all super important. And the last thing that I'll, I'll just ask, you kind of touched on it in the end, you know, I think it, we want to look at like, again, I think that the real cause here or the real, the real potential problem could be how people act. Um, mm -hmm. Could this virus become, 
you know, worldwide and, and get way worse. And then, you know, 50% of people are dying. You know, even if that were the case, the perspective that I would personally hold is what can I do? What can I control? How can I maintain my peace? How can I understand what's going on? But even in interaction with people f- that are fearful, just to be peaceful and calm and, you know, do what I can. And, and if I were trying to get something and I couldn't, that's okay. The universe is going to provide. That's that's my own personal thing through a lot of work for me to get there. And if it happened, could I maintain that? I don't know. I don't know if I could. It, it sounds really good. I, you don't know until you're in it. But I know that that would be my intention. And so if we are looking at things, we want to just prepare a little bit. Be diligent. If people are, are freaking out, um, they're getting too many things. All right, I'm going to get you know two weeks of supplies right? Just in case crap goes to fan. I don't have to go out. I know people are going a little bit nuts out there. So I'm just going to stay at home and I'm going to be in my own neighborhood and I'm going to eat this. So what would you recommend for just like, maybe we're going to get a two week supply. So we're feeling safe. We're feeling like we've, we've had, we're, we're, we're covering our bases. You know, if I need to get in my car and I'm going to go camping and I have two weeks of this food and I'm going to get out of that madness. And when people come back, cause they will, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be fine. We're going to get through this. It might be a little bit rocky in certain places in certain times if, if people choose to act that way, but you, don't, you can be prepared to engage in a positive way or disengage. You know, one of my friend's sayings is, uh, I, can, I, I think we're fooling around and I do martial arts my whole life, right? So I think he said something, you know, and I was like, oh man, I'm going to go, like, I'm going to go get you. And he goes, I can run uh, faster scared than you can mad. And I was like, that's so- <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. And so, you know, we can disengage and that's something that you learn in martial arts. You're looking at where the energy is going, right? Is the energy chaos here? What can I do? Well, if I understand there might be some chaos there, what can I do to just not engage that? If I'm getting engaged in it, how can I just circumvent that? Treat with kindness, compassion, happiness to the best of my ability. It doesn't mean that you become an instant master. It means you just set your intention and how do you want to be in that situation and your intention and your understanding and your trust in yourself, it goes a long way. You know, I'm going to go do my best, you know, that kind of idea. So, you know, I like to say, hey, if the worst case scenario were to happen, you can still deal with it. We don't know, but let's take one day at a time. Let's be masters where we are in the process and prepare so we can be one of those people that is like, hey, you know, we're, we're stationary here and we can be helpful. Um, but, you know, the people that, you know, might, might be a little bit more afraid through, for whatever the reason is, for what they're ingesting, for what they believe, uh, through where their health is, for whatever reason, to have compassion for them. Allow them to have their own experience, but you decide the experience that you want. And the, the cases of Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Bruce Lipton, of people really transforming through very serious circumstances and all the serious things that have happened on the planet so far, um, when, when, when a person is able to rise above, it starts with their inner intention, their inner connection with themselves and their inner decision. And so we all have that uh, power with whatever we're going to face here and how we want to deal with, with what's happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, you have to be kind of a role model. Choose to be the calm in the storm. And then what you need to do in order to, you know, we have to not be selfish, but we have to take care of ourselves, of course. We, you know, so I went out and made sure I have like two weeks of food. I didn't go crazy, but I did make sure that I took care of myself and my son. Um, and I also want to live you know, just kind of be the calm in the storm and kind of be the role model outside of me. Um, and then know that I also do have myself taken care of. So the, the, the kind of the staple things that I bought at the store, I bought some nut butter, bought, I bought some nuts. I have some almonds, some 
cat or some cashews, some walnuts. Um, all of those nuts are really good, high in minerals because those minerals are really important too. I bought some seaweed. Seaweed's really high in iodine and really high in um, selenium so and a lot of other minerals. So those are really important for your immune system as well. So some seaweed, um, uh, nut butters, nuts, they hold well, you know, they're shelf stable. I bought some things to throw in my freezer, like some meat, some grass-fed beef, some chicken, some shrimp, um, some frozen cauliflower rice, some other frozen veggies. Um, and then I also, what else did I buy? The winter squashes, lots of onions, garlic, um, jarred tomato sauce and tomatoes, those are important. Bean pastas, I bought some snacks, I did buy some plantain chips, I bought some Simple Mills crackers. I am gluten-free and I'm maintaining my gluten-free status even during the madness. So um, I bought some bean pastas and um, like siete tortillas, so there are grain-free tortillas that will freeze really well. Is too. Um, I bought some canned like sardines, tuna, those sorts of things hold up really well. Beans, dried beans, canned beans. I have an instant pot, so um, I'll make some a big pot of beans really quickly in there. Um, and then made sure that my spice cabinet was filled up. And then um, other herbs, rosemary, thyme. Bought a bunch of lemons, a whole bunch of lemons. Um, and then I did buy some, you know, like Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, because they hold up really well. They last a long time. I bought some like green avocados. Um, so I had some ripe ones, ate those. The green ones are now ripe, but I put them in the fridge. They hold really well. It's a little tip. Once they're ripe, put them in the fridge and they last even longer. So get a few extra days out of your avos. Um, some cherry tomatoes. Um, what else do I have on my counter? Oh, potatoes, sweet potatoes. Bought some of those things. I preserved some lemons because, hey, new skill. Never did that, never did that before, so I'm going to see how that turns out. Um, and I bought some fun things, too. You know, so my, I had some extra time with my kids. So I'm going to bake some, we baked some uh, chocolate cupcakes with some cassava flour and coconut flour and almond flour and, and raw cacao and, you know, did things like that. Um, you know, little treats with healthy things. And chocolate's actually really high in minerals and other polyphenols. So, you know, chocolate's not bad. I did stock up, up on some dark chocolate as well. Um, and then let's see, what else did I stock up on? Beans. Yeah, those are my main things, I think. Tomato sauces. Yeah. Things well, like that's, that. that's a that's a great list there, and I don't know many people are going to be uh, going out getting bulk seaweed, so that'll be still there. It'll only be you and Paula. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, I know. it was the all there. I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But um, I didn't. I only took two packages. <laughs> see, yeah, and that's a part of it is that responsibility. You know what I mean? Get a few. You don't need to go nuts, but like you start going out, just get a couple things so you feel safe. You know, rice is fine. You know, get some rice, get some beans. You don't have to go out for two weeks. You're good. You know, you don't need to go insane. And that's the problem is if people go too far, then there's not going to be enough. So think about your community. Think about what you're doing. Think about your own empowerment. So it's preparation without, you know, going overboard and, and being too afraid. Um, you know what I mean? And your conduct, who do you want to be in this thing? What kind of person, you know, honor yourself and what your values are. Um, and yeah, radical self-reliance, but uh, within reason of your community, because we're in this together, you know, and that's part of what this is bringing together is this community understanding. We are all on this planet in these, in these communities, in these countries together. And so how are we going to um, go through this? So 
Um, I know you got to run because you got stuff going on, but thank you so much for your time. You're always amazing to talk to. I am always so uh, excited to talk to you and, and so grateful you're out here to you know share some information. So I invite people to check out your website and I want you to kind of say that in your own words. But the last thing that I want to say or ask you is just if you could summarize boosting your health, the main few things to do to boost your immune system and navigate this um, experience that we're all having. What, what are your best tips? Breathe, relax, sleep, reduce your stress, um, eat well. So don't give this, make this an opportunity to just, just sit on the couch and eat, you know, popcorn all day and watch Netflix. Um, uh, but get some ginger, get some good vegetables, get whatever veggies you can and support your, your, support your health. Start supporting your health now with what you can support. Um, and then just uh, do the best you can. Get a little exercise, um, love who you can love, who's near you. Reach out to the people that you can't be near and keep community, keep community where you can. And then just look for the possibilities in this situation and what can be positive that can come out of this and keep your mindset going in the positive direction. And I think we'll come out of this and we'll be different for sure. But I think that's probably a good thing. Amazing. I appreciate you. And where can people find more about you if they want to go deeper, find some recipes, more information? Uh, where would they go? Yeah. So you can go to my website, which is radicallynourished.com. I have a Facebook page, which is Radically Nourished. I have an um, a Instagram page. I do primarily focus on helping people that have digestive issues. So my Instagram page is Holistic IBS Solutions. And I also have a Facebook group. So if you have a, a digestive issues and you want support there, I have a Facebook group called Holistic IBS Solutions as well. Um, so you can find me in those locations and yeah, reach out. I, I would love to support anybody who has any issues um, and help them navigate this craziness. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you. So remember, reduce your stress that you are more powerful than your environment. Do your best. You are adaptable. You are strong. You can face any challenge. So do your best to do it with grace um, and peace and empowerment the best that you can. You're amazing. So thank you so much, Paula, for uh, coming on. And I look forward to just staying in touch and observing how this goes and adapting and putting out empowering information that's uh, both grounded, um, but also in an empowering way so that we can navigate this together and realize that we are one global family in this together. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Amazing. <laughs> See you guys. All right, bye. Bye.